0: Of Genocide Park. We fight our battles to the end and will surely leave our mark. we the Tigers of the BFL and we we'll sing in harmony. With are the Tigers bold in black and gold. with are the Hi, welcome to the Big W Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. And firstly, thanks to our terrific podcast sponsors. uh, And they are good. ABC Homes, Coria Waste... My Clinic and Oz Equipment Rentals. More details of those shortly. Uh, on this program, uh, on this podcast, uh, we will have uh, Dom Brew, who's uh, played his 50th game for the club and one of those blokes that you just love watching going around, uh, came to us from Albury a few years ago. So I'll we'll, uh, talk to Dom about his story and about what he's been up to, what he uh, did during the uh, the COVID uh, break in uh, in his footy career and uh, what he's looking forward to in the 2021 season, uh, wearing the big W. Also catch up with Hamish McGuinness. Now, Hamish is our community development manager and also works, of course, uh, in the footy ops area. A terrific program the club's instigated that we want to talk to Hamish about, uh, which is a really important step uh, in the development of our, our players, our one to three year players uh, and their development uh, at our club uh, and into the future. And also we'll catch up with uh, Rhys New, the general manager of the Tigers Clubhouse. Fortunately, touch wood with the restrictions open, uh, the Tigers Clubhouse, our social venue is up and about again, so some details of all that with Rhys coming up very shortly. But thanks, as I said, to our terrific uh, podcast sponsors, our major sponsor, of course, of the football club, the CB Motor Group, of course, uh, formerly known as Balan Holden. So make sure you look after them. Uh, ABC Homes, uh, that's abchomes.com.au. Uh, display villages are open now. Cario Waste, have all your waste management solutions at uh, coriowm.com. .au. Uh, My Clinic, uh, there's uh, clinics around the uh, the local uh, western suburbs area in Hoppers Crossing, Werribee and Tarnate. And of course, you can jump on the myclinicgroup.com.au website for more details. And Oz Equipment, uh, Oz Equipment Rentals, if you're looking for a forklift or industrial hiring, they're the people to talk to. Get on to Shane, ozequipments.com. Uh, and that's Oz with an O-Z. Let's get stuck into the podcast, the Big W podcast, uh, and uh, talk to a man who is uh, terrific to watch on the on the footy field and a great character off the footy field. 50 games for the club, terrific milestone, Dom Brew. Joining me on the Big W podcast now, a man playing his 50th game, which is a great milestone, and he's a great character around the footy club. Dom Brew, how are you going? Good, Kev. How you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Fifty games, mate. What's that mean to you?
1: Oh, it actually, means quite a lot. I um, been the journey that I've been on since moving down from Albury, um, yeah, it's been yeah, fifty games. My go I got a goal. I want to want to play a hundred plus and get my name on the locker and, and a life membership. So, but fifty is good, good, good halfway point. So yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, tell us about your journey coming down from Albury. Um, who who got you down to the club?
1: Um. Johnny did uh, and Christophero was the one that was doing the uh, recruiting at the time. But um, I, was, so I was playing at North Albury and um, uh, being coached by Acker and they wanted me and Sean Manor, who's actually now at the club, uh, to come down and play a uh, development league game. Um, and, yeah, so then I come down and, yeah, me and Sean played in a development league game. I believe it was Northern Blues we played. Um, and, yeah, just played and, yeah, had a good time. And then I went back to Albury after that and uh, finished off the season. And then I ended up coming down and playing a game for Coburg in the development league. And then obviously I had to make a decision and Ange was calling me and had a few meetings with Johnny. And, yeah, I was just... Ended up at the Big W and it's been the best thing since. So
0: it's been good. I remember that day when Acker uh, had you two boys playing the development league because he, he, he was guest speaker at the lunch that day and he was, a yeah. massi- he was a massive rap for both of you. He said, these two boys are going to go places.
1: Yeah. No, nah, he's been um, – yeah, he was really the kickstarter in my uh, footy career. I wasn't really taking it um, to my full potential really. Um, I was doing other things and then he said, oh, I think you're, I think you're getting – you could be all right. And then anyway, I played, I just backed him in and I trained hard. And um, he, put a, he put a lot of time into me and Sean and um, when we were both there. And uh, we both ended up making the move. So he ended up at Richmond, I ended up at wherever. But um, I could put a lot of time into us to get us to the first step of the VFL. And then after that, I've been very lucky to have blokes like Johnny and um, Mark Williams and such to help me progress and now mix So it's
0: good. It'd be fair to say you're one of JL's favourites. Johnny Lamont loved you. Yeah,
1: I love Johnny, mate. I've got Johnny's got a special place in my heart. Um, yeah, no, he really took me under his wing and, um, yeah, no, it was good. It was, uh, we had a really good, um, uh, I don't know, it was like a sit-down dinner one time and I suppose exposed been a bit of a big fish in a small pond in the ovens of Murray where I was coming from, coming down here, I thought I, thought I was a bit above where I was at and Johnny. Sat me down at the Werribee clubhouse and we had a good old chat and, um, yeah, pretty much just, yeah, uh, broke the bread on the relationship and just like, yeah, went, that opened right up and, yeah, Donnie become a really good, really big, bigger in my, I still talk to him now, but, yeah, from that point on, it really changed how I went about footy and that, so, yeah, Johnny. Johnny got a special spot in my heart, that's for
0: sure. Hey, At the end of the 2019 season, he'd had a good year in 2019. He had a terrific year in 2019, and then then the COVID thing hits. You decided on a bit of a different tact in 2020. You you took off um, up north.
1: Yeah, I, I did. I um yeah went up north. I uh, was I went home as soon as COVID hit because um, I actually yeah went home because I uh, went out on my own. Uh, Subcontracting building and um, was just like it was a bit much without you know was what was going on, so I moved back home to Albury for four months. And then, uh, obviously, as you know, kept the limbo of what going on in footy and wasn't coming on, so that was a bit hectic. So, then he just stayed home, and then uh, through a mate, I got on contact. And like it's something that a few boys do back home, they never stop speaking about it, so I just ended up thinking, oh, why not just do it. Um, just got to do the quarantine and, yeah, ended up going up north to Nightcliffe and, yeah, had a great time and played up there. It was good, won a flag, but great.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it was uh, was probably the most successful year of your footy career in many ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. I had a good time, uh, yeah, won a flag. I was lucky enough to win a couple of other medals, which was good. Um, made some lifelong friends um, and, yeah, it was really good. I've been, I've been very lucky with the clubs I've been involved with since um, – moving to Melbourne and that, so I've been very, very lucky while so.
0: i I, lo- I love the way you slipped that in, lucky enough to win a couple of other medals. You won the BNF <laughs> medal in the competition by a street. You won it by yeah. the, the – the Flemington Strait is not long enough to describe how, how much you won that competition medal by.
1: Yeah. No, I, I suppose I'm a um, – uh, it's a very different style of football up there and um, I suppose I'm the only real bloke that's gone up there that plays sort of the way I play. Um and, yeah, so, yeah, no, it was good. Uh, um, Yeah, I don't know. I just thought was a card in my lap, really, on the night, and, yeah. But, yeah, I played all right. It was good. I, I just had a lot of fun, you know.
0: Is there is there a person in the Northern Territory you haven't tackled? Because according to the stats <laughs> I saw, I think you've tackled every person who's ever walked into the Northern Territory.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, nah, nah, I don't think so. No, nah, it, <laughs> it was good. It was good. sharpened my skills up there, learn a bit more of the outside footy, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, just very different, mate, and very good eye-opener. And, yeah, just like I said, made lifelong friends up there.
0: And, yeah, it's good. Uh, You mentioned Mark Williams too. How how, how did that relationship with Mark? He come off the back of a terrific relationship with Johnny Lamont. And and Choco, even he would be the first to say, is a very different human being and a very different coach to John Lamont. Was that hard for you?
1: Yeah. At the start, I um, mean – when I messaged him and we went out for coffee um when he got when I heard he got appointed and then we had a coffee and um yeah uh just like really just got to know each other a bit there because I had no um because you know complete outside of the club he told me you know what I mean there was no yep. he wasn't in the ranks or nothing like that not at Werribee. um and yeah but then after that uh it took a while to get used to Chalk, but no, chalk was another one. Like I said at the start, like I've been very, very lucky since I to have Johnny and Chalk um, come in and um, yeah, really just help me and develop me. Um, yeah, and they're both I don't know as a coach, too, actually. They just want, but they've just wanted the best for me, um, like the individual. You know what I mean? And I know, like for others as well. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, really I really benefited with that. They were really uh act, actually quite caring. Um and yeah, no, so yeah, he was good, helped with my footy and my vision and um yeah, I don't come across as a bit of a footy nut, but like I do watch a lot of edits and that sort of stuff and always wanted to improve on mid game and um Chuck was really good at that area as well as Johnny, but yeah, no, Chuck was great. I've been yeah, like I've been very, very lucky with the coaches I've got.
0: How different would you describe the Brewery that ran out for game number one to the Brewery that'll run out for game number 50?
1: Pretty different, mate. I'm pretty (laughs) sure if you ask Dodds or a couple of the other boys, there's there's a real arrogant little boy running around from West Albury down in Werribee uh, for a while there. Um, And I was lucky uh, that folks like Jake Sharp and Matt Munro were there. And um, I ended up pretty much living at their house every weekend and they ran me in and along with sods and Tommy Gribble and that, um, also pulled me out in a bit. And, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm a lot more mature. I'm a lot more cool-headed. Um, I don't probably seem it, but I am. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> a bit wiser too, a bit wiser, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Um, hopes for 2021. I mean, uh, it was a it was a shaky start to, to the season in terms of results on the board, but uh, it seems that the boys have now. So you know, with the lockdowns and all that, and the stopping of the season, but uh, the, there's some good good signs there for uh, for finishing the year off.
1: Yeah, look, Kev. Um, it's no secret that like we've been starved of success. The club, like we've always, we've you know, since I've been there, we've sort of been around the mark. But I think this year, like obviously. 50 games for myself that means that I've played 50 with Joey Mashman Tommy Gribble Sod um, Matt Hanson uh, Cogo like I've played 50 games with all them boys you know I will, You know, a majority of games with those fellas yep. um, so there's a lot of there's um, great continuity now and then blokes like Matt Spencer in the back line and uh, uh, even the younger blokes coming through like Hardy Groney and Keaton Gray and Hendo and that and Like I lose has in there as long as me but you know we've all played, we've all come through it sort of at a similar time. Do you know what I mean? So there's a real good continuity of blokes and knowing game style and knowing each other and how we play, which is actually exciting. So we're sort of reaping those rewards now, uh, which is really good. It's actually really good to be around at the moment. The club where it has always been a great place to be around, but there's a good buzz, and yeah, it's just like we've been in the workplace, we've been working with each other for three or four years now, a lot of us boys, and there's a few that are just tagged along now, but it's all starting to come together. Hopefully, you know, if it's, well, well hopefully this year, but if it's not this year, it's a promising sign again for the year after. So no, we want to go all the way. That's the goal, and I think we'd be very, very annoyed if we didn't. But um, we just we're taking it one game at a time, got a pretty good focus. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that nucleus of the team now is really solid, isn't it? I mean, that's and that's that's when you don't second guess what blokes are going to do. You know instinctively what they're going to do, where they're going to kick it, where they're going to run. All that stuff started to develop really well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's starting to show, which is really good.
0: Yep. So, yeah. But uh, no, good. Con- congratulations on the fifty games. Well done. There's plenty more than fifty more uh, coming in the future, and uh, we uh, we love watching you play, and we look forward to seeing many many more games in the uh, in the Big W. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks, Kev. Cheers, mate. On the Big W podcast, trying to take you inside the club, uh, inside the four walls, as they so lovingly like to say uh, in the media these days. Let's do that and uh, talk to Hamish McGinnis, who, of course, is our community development manager and also works in our footy operations, as everyone does in the end. <laughs> Hamish, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good, man. How are you, Ted? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You do wear a lot of hats at the Werribee Football Club because you kind of have to, don't you? Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, I think it's... Part of the beauty of it, there's always lots of opportunity to get involved in all aspects of the club. And I'm sure, as anyone knows, it's essentially a small business. So everyone um, everyone played their part in all aspects of it. So it's good.
0: Yep, and uh, does media interviews for us as well. In terms of hosts, those media interviews. So you do <laughs> yeah, you do wear a lot of hats. You have to wear a lot of hats <laughs> at the Footy Club. Hey, look, I want to talk to you about the uh, the player development program, which uh, which is a really important part of of our football program. And I know you're really uh, big on uh, on putting it all together. So tell us a little bit about who it's aimed at, who's in it, and and what exactly happens.
2: Yeah, cool. I think um, it's, it's aimed at our predominantly our under twenty two players. I think. The first time this year, you know, there's been that stipulation that we have to have um, six players every week under the age of 22 and 13 on our list. So I think we actually have uh, 15 or so, and so it's, it's based um, around that group of players with a couple of uh, older ones who are new to the VFL system, and uh, essentially it's just providing them with with really good support networks in terms of upskilling them with with everything from the on-field craft. Their recovery, um, their strength and conditioning, and their nutrition um, for their on-field performance, and providing them with the best opportunity to be the best footballers that they can be at this level, and hopefully beyond that as well. But um, also focusing on their their personal development and their professional development, whether that's work or uni, and providing them with with an opportunity to to leave our program at wherever you hopefully are a better man than when they came in. So. Yeah, that's really what it's set up to do.
0: Is it, is it what would be called under, you know, an AFL banner of like an academy-type program? Is that, uh, is that what it would be referred to there?
2: Uh, similar. I think a lot of AFL clubs have their um, development squads. That yeah, it's, it's the younger players that um, you just want to provide more uh, resources to um, and really just give them the, the best opportunity to excel I think, you know, if we look at our list, for example, guys like, you know, Sotomarco, Dribble, Hanson, those crew, they, they know what they're doing and it's almost for them, they're really, you know, low maintenance guys and we can trust that the time that they have away from the club, they're doing everything they need to get themselves ready to play. And it's providing uh, our younger players with all the, the learning and understanding for them to go away and create their own good habits away from the club. and. That's not just in their, you know, their football preparation and their performance preparation, but also good personal habits, good you know, mental health strategies, and then also professional health habits to help them um, excel off the field as well.
0: So predominantly the players that are involved in this are players who have either come out of, out of uh, country uh, sides, out of uh, NAB League sides, out of under-18 teams and that. So that transition from playing against boys to playing against men, that's an enormous jump for someone to make.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. I think, you know, we're coming up um, most weeks against AFL obviously guys who are in full-time environments. Um, and I think it's something that really galvanises our group is the fact that we are part-time and we're all part-time and um, it's how can we best use the time that we do have at the club. And I think another important part of it is best use the resources that we have at the club. We've got an incredible group of uh, of volunteers and staff in the football department that um, have huge amounts of experience and knowledge in, in all these areas, so utilising what we do have um, in providing the players with everything that they need, I think it's it's. Um,
0: that's the main goal, uh, Hamish. One of the things that I, I think a lot of people outside the football club wouldn't understand is just how many resources, uh, uh, we do actually have in terms of you know you you mentioned nutrition, you mentioned well mental well being and all those things. We, we have people who who uh, are involved in all those areas and we bring those to the players and to the playing staff.
2: Yeah, that's it. It really is, like you said. Once you do go inside the four walls, it almost it blows me away every every time I'm here and. To think that you know a lot of the people. Just one example would be Riley Page our know, nutritionist, who's essentially a volunteer. And you know, we had um, a dinner lined up last night for her, and you know, she went and did all the shopping for it, got here at two o'clock, prepped it all, um, and then the players had a post-training and just that type of commitment where she's essentially given her whole day um, to cook and prepare food for the guys. Um, it's just incredible, so I think it's something that the club does pride itself on and it's something that yeah, from the outside you don't always see, but it's really a joy to work here to have so many good people in coming from different professions to to help these guys do the best that they can.
0: And it clearly obviously must be a, a big boost too for the parents of these players who were, who see them come into a system where they are looked after. they're not just you know fed to the wolves as as pretty much was the case ten, fifteen years ago.
2: Yeah, I, I would like to think that's the case. And I think it's it's something that, I, that I've thought about a bit um, in putting this program together is actually the time commitment at the age that these guys are at and what they actually give to the club. You know, we we owe them to give them the best uh, opportunity and platform to become the best, not only players, but people. Like, there's people who are their age who are. At, whether it's uni they've sort of got that extra time to you know go and do internships in their field or they might go and shadow people but these guys commit their extra time to the club so what can the club give give back to them to provide them the uh, the best opportunities to be the best the best people that they come and to have the most opportunity in their lives whether that's you know, professional, personal or on the footy field.
0: Yeah, and for every Jake Riccardi, there's, you know, 20 other blokes who don't get drafted who who finish up playing some footy either with us or go back to their, their home clubs or whatever and uh, they, hopefully if they walk out of our football club and we're pretty sure they walk out better people than when they walked in.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right, Kev. I mean, even in the case of a Jake Riccardi, someone that goes on and plays maybe 300 games of AFL footy at, at some stage, it, you know, it comes to an end and you've got, you know, the vast majority of the rest of your life ahead of you. And we want to provide them with every opportunity to make sure that they're, you know, setting themselves up to have the life that they want to have.
0: Yeah. No, it's a terrific program. Well done. Congratulations to you and Mark, McAuliffe, and everyone who's involved in the footy department in putting this all together. You've done a terrific job. Uh, And uh, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. No worries, Kev. Anytime, mate. On the Big W podcast, uh, joining me now is uh, Rhys New, who's the General Manager of the Tigers Clubhouse, our social venue. G'day, Rhys. How are you going? All good, thanks, Kev. How are you? I'm good. Uh, gee whiz, the last uh, 12 to 18 months must have been sort of uh, a trying and confusing uh, sort of set of affairs for you.
3: I definitely had the ups and downs over the the past you know, 16 months since March last year, but I'm um, starting to see some light, I guess, now with the restrictions easing next week, so that should be good.
0: All right. Well, tell us uh, in terms of uh, in people coming to the venue. Now you've got a QR code in and do all that stuff, but people have been used to re- sort of uh, you know registering at the door because as members they do that anyway half the time, don't they?
3: Yeah, yeah. our no, members swipe in, non members sign in, so it's no real difference for us. It's just um obviously through a different platform, but it's no difference to go on the Safeway or Coles these days. Yes, expected everywhere.
0: <laughs> That's very true. Now in terms of uh, what's what's open internally in the in the Tigers Club of the month, the Bistro and all that, everything's up and up and running.
3: Yeah, everything's up and running. Um, from next week onwards, to um, bingo returns, poker returns, we're starting to see our weekly activities return, which is good. Oh, good. Hopefully, when restrictions ease more, we can bring back our members draws and our live entertainment and um, start to return. You know, it's a bit of a post-COVID normal.
0: It's uh, must be must be nice for the regulars to be able to you know walk back in through the front door again and uh, and feel good about being uh, in their own little clubhouse again.
3: Uh, definitely gives them a, a social outlet. You know, we were shut down for basically the best part of seven months last year, and just recently, three weeks. Um, it's good to open the doors not only for the um for the members and patrons, but also for the staff to to come back and have some meaningful work again.
0: I was going to say the staff obviously uh, been terrific uh, through all this because they've they've been on again and off again, like like we all have.
3: Yeah, no, they've had definitely had their ups and downs too. But it's also the um it gives them a social outlet as well, rather than being you know locked in at home like we all have been over various stages in the last 12 months.
0: Yeah, it's just it's nice to get out of the house as much as anything else and just do something and sit down and have someone wait on you and someone cook your meal for you.
3: No, uh, no, without that, it um, gets you out of the house and uh, keeps the mind ticking over as well. But, yeah, you, you can't you can't put a value on the, a social outlet like a place like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And all the details of what's coming up and, uh, you know, all the, all the things people need to know across all the social media platforms for the Tigers Clubhouse, we can check it all out there.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Without that, obviously, things change from time to time, and you no know, two weeks are the same with um, the changing of restrictions. So things are constantly changing. We're constantly updating as quick as we quick as we learn what's happening.
0: So if you've been hanging off to become a member, now be the time to do it because uh, it looks like we're going to be uh, we're down the home straight now. Hopefully, I'd like to think so as well. But um,
3: yeah, no, definitely, it's a good time to join up. Um, especially as we start to as the restrictions start to loosen, more of our weekly events come back, and the members' benefits are still there as they always have been.
0: Beautiful. Good on you, Reese. Well done. Uh, it's been a testing time for everyone, but uh, the, the hospitality area, it's been particularly uh, tough and difficult and challenging. So well done and uh, good to have the Tigers Clubhouse doors open again and uh, up and about. Good on you. I do. Thanks for having me, Kevin. My well, thanks to Don Brew, Hamish McGuinness and Reese New from the Tigers Clubhouse and don't forget support the Tigers Clubhouse. Open again with all the restrictions uh, being lifted or most of the restrictions being lifted so get down there and support uh, them and you're supporting the footy club. Thanks once again to our terrific podcast sponsors. That's coriowaste.com.au for all your waste management solutions. abchomes.com.au if you're looking for a, an affordable home they are the people to talk to. Also my clinic uh, and they have clinics uh, in, the, in the area, uh, in the western suburbs. I think there's about 19 across uh, metropolitan Melbourne. So you'll find one near you, no doubt about that. Check out their website, myclinicgroup.com.au. And if you're looking for some industrial equipment to uh, to hire, Oz Equipment Rentals is uh, the people you should talk to. That's Oz with an uh, O-Z, ozequipment.com. Uh, is their website. Thanks for listening to this Big W podcast. More coming up as we head towards the business end of the season. It is a fluctuating and uh, fluid uh, schedule and uh, and fixture that we work in. All the details of everything we're doing is across our social media platforms uh, or check out the website, the Facebook page, uh, the Twitter account or Instagram and you'll find out what's going on at the club and it does change on a day by day basis. We we can't do anything about that. That's the world we live in these days. But uh, go to the Big W and uh, we'll talk to you again soon on the Big W podcast. Where the Tigers bold in black and gold, where the boys from.